Welcome to the first ever Understarters Orders podcast. Each week discussing the weekend's top racing with views, discussion points from Chris Telford, Andy Cummins and Steve Edwards. Newmarket's July Cup meeting comes to an end with the Group 1 Darley July Cup stakes, the Superlative Stakes and also the ever-competitive Bunbury Cup which rounds off Newmarket's Saturday card. Over at Ascot, we see the Summer Mile, a competitive Group 2, and then Market Raisin on tomorrow, which holds the Summer Plate, a very competitive feature. So stay tuned for the best views from a Northerner, Southerner and an Irishman about the weekend's racing ahead. Right, so welcome to the Understarters Orders podcast with me, Chris Telford. We've got Andrew Cummins here, our Irish fellow. Yeah, and we've got our Southerner, we which is Steve. Mr. Stephen Edwards, say hello, mister. Evening, James. Evening. Uh, we're going to start this week. Um, obviously, it's the end of this uh, new market card this week with the uh, Darley July Cup Stakes, the big grade one. On Saturday, um, Aidan O'Brien has won this for the past two years. He's had 10 sovereigns, uh, US Navy flag in there. And this year, he's only got Southern Hills in there. He actually looks like a real outsider. He's going to need bags of improvement probably to take this. Um, likely favourite, going to go off at the minute looking at odds checker, is Golden Horde, who really won the Commonwealth Cup last time. Pretty gritty and determined fashion. I did think the ride on it by uh, Adam Kirby was rather unorthodox. Um, he was really like a booking Bronco on that. Um, but Ron Trilogan on double trigger, wasn't he? Back yeah, in, yeah. On the chase about 20 years ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Clive, Clive Cox has got a great record in this race. And with his three-year-olds, he's taken it four times in the past... Uh, uh, sorry, three-year-olds have taken it uh, four times in the past five yeah. years. His profile's very appealing. And uh, Clive Cox has also spoke hugely and very highly about this horse this week. Um, but I noticed also in the racing post this week that uh, Kevin Ryan um, was speaking waxing superlative that they all have to beat um, Hello Yumzen and uh, Skeptical also has entries in this. Um, obviously, Skeptical was that easy winner of that NACE race um, start of the season. But did it get found out last time and it was up to Group 1? Um, do you see it reversing the form, lads? Uh, personally... I can see him reversing. I'm a bit worried about New Newmarket with the uphill finish going against him because if you don't get home at Ascot, well, Ascot's quite a stiff six, isn't it? But if you, if he's been caught out there slightly for stamina at the end of the race, there's a good chance that Newmarket will be even worse. But I'm against the pairs, you know. I'm, I'm on fret at 16s earlier in the week. I'm a bit a bit worried now. It started raining a lot, but do I think he can beat Golden Hall? Not necessarily. I think Golden Hall looks exceptional at Ascot and looks a proper sprinter for which Clive. Cox obviously excels with, but if you go back to last year's Richmond at Glorious Goodwood, he was only beaten around a neck fret, but the significant thing for me was fret was on the middle of the course with no cover that day, whilst the winner sort of bagged the rail when he attacked two out. This was after they both ran in the Coventry Stakes, obviously, where fret finished slightly in front. Golden Hall called then, then confirmed the form, finishing ahead of fret in the middle park. Last back end when second Tondre Fobbs Earthlight. Yeah, it's very solid form. It is, yeah. I think there's every chance Fret was over the top by then. And after a long, hard season, he'd run four, five or six times, I think. He won the Jim Craft. He won at every major festival. Mm. He ran he at the Ebor meeting, didn't he? Uh, Ascot, Goodwood. He had one run before. The, yeah. 
Champions League. Threatened me at the start of the week was good value mm. in 16s. Um, I thought it was so like about his, his run at Ascot, really. But he was on the outside, he got lit up, he had no cover. I keep saying about no cover. Like, yeah, I think he's one of the importance, he has one short burst, doesn't he? Mm. But I think at Newmarket, with a really good pace and some nice cover, he could really, he could really finish well. And I love yeah. these horses that run in the guineas. I go back to Dutch art horses like that, which I find that they, where they advertise as well. Was another one, wasn't it? Going back to the Commonwealth Cup last year, they, they try and nick with the classic, don't they? But they, they, I think they know deep down that they're not going to stay a mile. Um, yeah. I don't think. The US yeah. Navy flag did that as well, didn't he? I think. Well, like I don't think to... threats necessarily win. Mm. I think it's a great, great each way value. I'm not sure the value's still there now. And if it rains, maybe. I'm not sure if that'll be for or against him, but. Yeah, I mean, looking at the uh, Richard Hannon stats over the last few weeks, um, he's, in the last 14 days, um, his strike rate at the minute is at working at 12%, but he's placed in a lot of horses are placed in, um, and that's kind of been the case with him all this season, really. He's not really had, he's not been banging in the winners left, right and centre. Maybe he's not got the ammunition that he's had in the past. Yeah, that's probably fair. Like The filly run great in the, in the 1,000, but she's sort of run two or three times. Is it? it was a cloak of spirits, is it? Mm. Yeah, she's probably a weaker race, yeah, exactly. But um, the winner, of course. But as for the rest, I was skeptical. I think she'd held on at Ascot. Held if the jockey had held him, probably another half a furlong. It's quite strongly thought of that she she would have won, isn't it? But I was on Dream of Dreams, wasn't I? <laughs> so yeah, that's right. Pretty sick for the second year on the spin that <laughs> failed just by a short head, but yeah. I would be quite sweet on Hello Yumzane myself. I, I do think Kevin Ryan was absolutely right to say what he said. I, I, I think he is the horse to beat here. Um I, I think the rain that has arrived at Newmarket, I like it's a complete unnes it's a it's a complete unknown quantity with Golden Horde and Skeptical. Um now Golden Horde would be the right favourite on ratings, especially with his three year old allowance. Um, with Hello Yumzane, he really does wear his heart on his sleeve. Like he was not taking no for an answer um, at Ascot. Um, now, what really interests me here is he, he couldn't really back it up last year, and I know this might be a little bit unfair on the horse. Um, like he did win the Sandy Lane beating Calix, who wasn't right that day. Um, he ran perfectly fine in the Commonwealth Cup. Um, he then had about, I think, a two or three month break to come back, win the Sprint Cup and then ran below par in the champion sprint stakes. Um, he comes back this year, obviously, uh, wins the Diamond Jubilee in, in really gutsy fashion. And in, in a way, he does remind me of Gia um, from last year. If you do remember, he was very impressive in the pre-hardcourt, um, very much below par in the pre-Gane, has a break, comes to the Grosser pre von Baden, bolts up in that, and then has a nightmare in the arc. Um, now, he's an absolutely wonderful five-year-old now, Giat. Um, the, the real concern for Hello Yoon's end for me is, can he back it up? I, I've no worries about the track. I've no worries about the ground. He, in, in, a, in, a, year, in a year, that's really a changing of the guard for sprinters. A lot of the top sprinters either old now or gone off the stud. I, I do think that he is the one that could step in there and be the star. Um so it's just really you're taking five to one, nine to two about a horse that you you can he back it up? That's that's yeah, the real can. question here. I think he's he can. I think he's a really. You made a good point bet. about the, the um, guts and tenacity. I thought 
Mm. I actually thought with Haydock last year, the Tin Man was going to swallow him up, but he suddenly, he sort of found something, didn't he? Mm. Yeah, absolutely. And even with Southern Hills, I know he was mentioned at the top of the top of the show there. Aidan O'Brien must really, really like this horse. He's actually never, ever ran outside of listed companies, ran in three listed races, including a Royal Ascot win, and then straight into a group one. I wouldn't be surprised if he out, outran his odds. But <laughs> yeah, I really think what you've got to say about Hello Yumzain as well mm-hmm. is that um, he, he looked a different animal when he came back. He looked stronger. Uh, and he really battled hard and was quite impressive with that. Yeah. Uh, I think Kevin Scott, actually, I think um, we'll give, we Maybe. don't really give him the superlatives that he deserves. So I actually think he's a very good jockey. He's been starting to get a few rides for the Godolphin lot now. Yeah. Um, and I think he really does battle mm-hmm. hard and he really does, he throws everything at a horse. Um, he's very underrated. I, I think a, a year ago, Yunzen had a, an entry in the Numfort, but it was only very tentative. And I think they were begging on the, um, the soft ground to come up, but they went to Champions. Like the more standard test. Yeah. 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 I think this year he looks oh, bigger, bigger and stronger, and he's very exciting. Is it Newmarket full much? Mm. Just trying to think. Has he run at Newmarket? He hasn't, no. He hasn't, no. Um, not to my knowledge, anyway. Um, unless he did in, in a maiden. It's very um, specialist course, like no, Harry he Angel. He hasn't. That he, he, he won a, you think the Blue Points record at Newmarket was terrible, wasn't it? Mm. I think when you're looking back at his runs, the, on, the only real negative that I can see, apart from his debut at Carlisle, where it is an uphill finish, this is the only course really where I feel like there's a stiffer uphill finish. Yeah. Yeah, but then again, he he did go off favourite for a Greenham, um, which is a seven furlong Guineas no, trial. That now, he didn't win it, um, and he, he was really yeah. he really battled at Ascot. So I I don't think that I really don't think the track is going to be any issue for him whatsoever. Uh, stall twelve, that could be another thing. It yeah, depends really on the next, go on the day next twenty four hours is vital, isn't it? And um, like say which rail they try and bag, or whether they just come mm, down the middle, or yeah. What's the rain? What's the uh, weather forecast over the next? Uh, yeah, quite well. Quite settled, I think. Just hammering was sort of thinking it was going to be dry, but obviously today wasn't dry at all. So it yeah. can dry. It can dry quickly out there. So it wouldn't surprise me if it was still good ground. Kind of you just hope that it doesn't come holding, though, don't you? Exactly. Yeah, it makes it a bit of a messy race, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. but then that's where Hello Yunzen might get through it because yeah. he's a big, strong horse. Well, anyone, what did anyone think of Shine So Bright last week? Well, it showed a hell of a lot of speed, didn't it, Epsom last week? Shine So Bright, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah this is a big step up, though. And it was only a week ago. Um, that was a group three, wasn't it? He was beaten by Safe Voyage, yeah, who yeah, did lower the track record. So quickly, but... um, it, it is because they're yeah, all going to go It's a completely different test. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't yeah. think he's a group one animal, to be brutally honest. Um, Oxted is the one that could improve. I don't really rate the form um, of his win at Newmarket on the 5th of June when he beat Brett Tate. That's not Luck. good enough form for me. Um, no, it wouldn't be, but then again, they have not found the bottom of that horse, so he could go well. Um, but I'm, yeah. I'm firmly. So let's go. Sorry, Stay. I said we've not mentioned Cardin, which is a bit of a sim, really, because he's so short, isn't he? But I don't yeah. fancy it personally, but I suppose we need mm. to mention him. And obviously, obviously, Charlie Hills with like horses like Ground Harry, then, he knows how to treat, he knows how to train sprinters, doesn't he? Yeah, I, I never feel that Charlie Hills has ever been really mm. excited about him. He's always been a bit of a guesswork. Yeah, well, even a guess will have a look at things, you know. 
Yeah, well, even Aquilatural sort of, he's such such a talking horse, wasn't he? He's a three-year-old and yeah, he sort of stopped start. Had one good, yeah, had that, that run at Doncaster, I think it was, where he bolted up and then he sort of went off the ball. He was favourite three or four times on the spin. but And then yeah. last year, the penny sort of dropped. I know a few people thought he'd give Batash too much rope, but mm. you can't give Batash too much rope, can you? No. He was <laughs> pulling Crowley's arms out and he was still yeah. fair. No. But he, he really flew home at Ascot and you wonder whether the extra furlong would... I'm I don't sure, think he's back sure hard. Picked, I'm sort of trying himself. to find something, but I'm not. I'm not confident. I'm just trying yeah. to give it, trying to give it a chance. But if maybe he, a place yeah. at max. He'd be. Yeah, he might want quicker ground. And um, like his best performance is probably when he made an absolute mockery of the Stewards Cup. Um, uh, off 107, which wouldn't yeah. be good enough to win this. But if if he was to turn up, maybe. I wouldn't. Oh, I don't think he's group one horse, but he could be a group three horse. Yeah. Uh, you go back to its mm. three-year-old days and card him, and it only raced twice. And last year, it saw six runs as a four-year-old. So I think they have tried to tread carefully with it, and then last year ran it quite a lot, mm-hmm. and then tailed off towards the end of the season. That's right. One that Newbury raced in a listed race beat Oxted. Space Traveller was third that day. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So, if you were to uh, summarise, lads, uh, what would be your selections for this race? I'll stick. With, I'm happy to be on threat at sixteen to one. Uh, I think. Um, yeah, I think hello, Yuzain is I, I five to one. He's a cracking bet. I I can't see him being out of the frame. And uh, once he runs to his mark, which I don't see why he should. I know I did mention the. The possible bounce factor, but um, that's only a theory at the moment. It, there's no proof of it, yeah. so I'd be definitely, oh, well, definitely thanks, I have no real opinion on the race, uh, other than I do think that Hello Yumzain has a good chance. Um, not really one that I'm going to get a lot on, really, in that one. Um, but I can see it. I can see your points, boys. Right. Um, I guess now we'll move on to our next preview, which is going to be the superlative stakes. So the superlative stakes, well, that's also at Newmarket, over seven furlongs of Group 2, 3 o'clock, Newmarket Saturday. Uh, Entry straight stages, this loop's quite wide open. Um, Assessing these two-year-olds won't be easy. I'm sure that Andy will have a really good say in this because he's well into the breeding side of things. Charlie Atherby's won this um, twice mm. in the last four years. Yep, he has. Um, he holds a strong hand, I think, with Master of the Seas here. Uh, is impressive on debut over that rolling mile seven furlongs on debut. The second horse that day came out and won really well at Haydock in a bit of a fast aisle victory. Um, Aidan O'Brien had battleground in here, but now has taken him out and he's been replaced by Hudson River, who's gone straight to the top of the betting. Um, that one comfortably in a nice current maiden there by two lengths to Jessica Harrington's ace, Ozzy. Um, very powerful front running ride that. Um, I'm really asserted um, close home. Uh, I believe that Andy's mentioned in the past about the breeding of this Mecca's Angel um, out of Galileo. Brilliant. Oh, such a high-class pedigree. Ridden by Ryan Moore. Surely it's probably to go from the front again. Um I thought it was interesting that Frankie is, you know, he's on the uh, Johnson horse here, King's Ain. Um, and Gosden having another runner in here in Seventh Kingdom. Um, I thought that one looked rather green on debut, but really stretched out towards the line, that Seventh Kingdom. Bundles of improvement will come from many of these, but 
which ones have the class, boys? Which ones have the class to take this contest? Let's start with uh, you, Andy. Right, well, it's uh, the lockdown has really not made this in any way easier because some horses have been rushed to get to Ascot, uh, some horses have been rushed to get to the track. These group races are coming up very thick and fast where, you know, form lines obviously haven't had time to mature. And so with that said, you would have to proceed with caution. And the one that kind of jumps out at me, and it's more for an experienced angler, um, would be Mm. Devious Company, Richard Kingscote, rides for Tom Dascom. Um, And, you know, he's by Fast Company, um, who is responsible for the Irish 1000 Guineas winner, Jet Spetting, if you remember her, and she loved the mud. Um, so he should have no issues with the ground. Um, he showed a real good battling attitude last time out under a penalty at Haydock. Um, both wins at Haydock. Two wins are at Haydock, the actually. I'm pretty sure. So, yeah, it's both wins at Haydock. Winning, winning there as well, doesn't it? Yeah. Mm. Mm. So I, I, he showed a really, really nice attitude the last day. Um, made like 7-1. to one. I, I see 7-1. to one. He could be a bit bigger in, in other places. 7-1 um, to one is what I see here, which is a more than fair price, I think. Um, especially because he has showed a real willing attitude. Um, you know, it, it, there is the likes of Hudson River there as well, um, as, as Chris mentioned, out of the fantastic Mecca's Angel by Galileo. Um, now, Mecca's Angel was a five furlong group tree winner on soft ground at Newbury. Um, her full brother, um, who was a horse called Mark, yeah, you might remember him, you might not. Um, he wanted nothing to do with soft ground. Um, I think it was more Mecca's Angel was just so bloody good that she could get away with it. Um, although her RPRs would suggest that she would be better on, on a sounder surface. Hudson River in his own right did show a very, very good battling attitude um, winning at the Curran debut. Um, so you, you, he, he should be up there at the top of the betting as, as any Aidan O'Brien horse really should for a race like this. Um, Master of the Seas, um, he will handle conditions. He is already a soft ground winner. Um, so you would, have to, you would have to fancy him. He, he probably should be a little bit shorter. Um, if he is 4-1, he would probably be the rightful favourite in my eyes. Um, I wouldn't have any of Seventh Kingdom. He definitely has a lot of ability, but he just his ability got out of jail the last day at Doncaster. He will not get away with that in this field. Um, so I'd be definitely taking him on. Um, and then the other one I just wanted to mention, I know I've mentioned about half the field at this stage, but St. Lawrence um, was fourth in a red-hot maiden, which produced Royal Ascot runners. And the fifth was actually uh, Nando Parado, who won the Coventry State. That yeah, very won, good 150-1. Um, he recorded... Yeah, he recorded a bloodless win at Red Car. Um, he's by Al Kazim. Um, he should handle the ground no problem uh, whatsoever. Um, but I think Devious Company for me, with the, with just the attitude he showed, his straightforward willingness to battle, um, and his his likelihood to go on the ground, even out of a Doctor Devious mare. This this horse just he probably has gills as well as lungs. So if it kept raining, I, I don't think it would really make any difference. Um, he'd be one to, I think he could definitely and, I noticed train that the previous company had actually, um, a couple of weeks ago, um, Dascom had mentioned that he'd been working with one of his um, special horses. He quotes him as a special horse, Lauded. Lauded, yeah. Uh, they the think a real lot of him. And they actually oh, think yeah. the previous yeah. company is um, sharper and faster than Lauded is. Um, obviously, they've, they've decided to run him over over seven furlongs, 
Uh, and I think, I, I, do you not think there'll be a little mm. bit of a, a pace here on? Because um, Divas Company went from the front, and so did Hudson River yeah. on the de- uh, on the debut and on the second run for Divas mm. Company. Quite possibly. Um, most horses now do, you know, if they're if they're good enough in a maiden, they will usually be prominent. And uh, that doesn't necessarily mean they want Hudson to. Hudson River led like them the car. Hudson Rivers. Yeah. yeah. Hudson River led them, Devious Company led them. When Devious Company led them, now that was because he was carrying a penalty. He was probably just easily the best horse in the day and just had to make his own running, you know? And so there will be a pace on. I think a very, very good horse is going to win this race. And I I do think Devious Company, though, um, for a here and now horse, he might not be the best horse at the end of the year. But he yeah. could well be the best horse. Oh, cheers day. for that, uh, Andy. Uh, Stay, you got an opinion on this race? Uh, I, I quite like the one Andy doesn't like, which is Seventh Kingdom. It's more like it was more a case of when the rain came. I'm just looking at like the breeding side of it. Most of these Frankels go with Give, mm-hmm. and even on the mother's side, like Nayara, uh, Cape Cross. It's just four length winner on debut at Doncaster. I don't think he'd be running it, and Gosden, unless he thought he had a real good chance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's doing his best work late. That's for sure. Um, I would definitely. Um, it's I do kind of find it strange that Richard Hannon is running Ventura Tormenta, who's by acclamation closely related to George Bowen. Most most people would know that horse. Um, turns up every other week in a sprint. I just I, I find it strange after going to seven furlongs. I actually so quickly remember Hannon. Horse. Um, I, I actually remember Hannon saying that fast ground was what he needed last time. Mm. I doubt he will get that. Yeah, I, I don't think unlikely, it will. Unlikely. Mm. No, uh, no, no. It's quite a lot of a weather form in the race, isn't there? Which makes it even tougher. Like, it's, you start hacking yeah. up Ray Kempton, it's a totally different ball game, isn't it, when you come here? Yeah, King's aim was bloodless, though, with that victory, really. Yeah, Detroit. But the sec- second horse that day didn't follow it up at Chelms for the next day recovery run, Andrew Baldwin's. Yeah. Uh, no. No, it didn't. He had the favourite can... for this last year, didn't he? got a... Mark Johnson, I can't think of the name. I think he has it most years, doesn't he? Yeah, last year. Last year, mystery power was Hannon, Hannon winning last year. Yeah, because the, it was second, wasn't it, the Johnson thing? It was. Mm. It done an unbelievable time somewhere. Yeah. The name escapes me, but then went to Goodwood and got beat again. A bit like Dark Vision was in his two-year-old career, you know. They, they make these things favourites, don't they, after two or three nice wins. Yeah, yeah. That's the tough thing with two-year-olds. You just have to always look before you leap, or you know, there's yeah. you can always find stuff lurking. Um, but they're only babies yeah, at the end of the day, so I'm not surprised. You know, any of these, I'm not surprised. Uh, Battlegrounds uh, pulled out, like I said, because uh, the one at Chesham didn't it? it was September one at Chesham for O'Brien and also uh, Churchill. Now they had a nice good break yeah. both of them after that. So I, was, I thought to myself, it's favourite for the Guineas. It's rated that highly. It's sort of a uh, I think they'd take it a little bit easier and probably come back later in the season. Yeah. Devious Company did beat Golden Flame, who was fancied for that Chesham. I think yeah, he was fourth or fifth yeah. in the end. Um, although the second, the second, I believe, um, that day, um, the name has just completely escaped me, but he scraped home in a two-runner race at oh, air yeah, um, March, only this March week, long, I think. He was 92 on, I think. Yeah, so yeah. I would just be taking yeah. a look at that Chesham again. A lot of horses were rushed there. It mightn't be as as impressive as Battleground looked. It mightn't be a race to really hang your hat on looking 
looking just, forward. You I'll know? just highlight um, a fact to you, actually, uh, guys, but, because actually Dascom at the minute has not had a, a winner in over 18 days now. Oh, sorry, 18 runs. Ooh, He's had 18 there's, there's runs in 11 yeah. days since his last winner. There's probably not been any race in that Haydock, is there? <laughs> yeah, yeah, not been much. Well, there has been Haydock. The last one was actually Charlie there. D at Newmarket a weekend I'm ago. I'm still trying to get a King's King's coach ride on uh, the start horse last night at Newbury. Left it so late. What was it called? Well, anyway, it was second. I was a bit frustrated. It was on at 12 to 1. But... Yeah. Four of his last seven horses have been placed, yeah. though, uh, for so I wouldn't be worried too much. I'm just looking here real quick. Um, He's he's uh, they've yet yeah, been all at Haydock, uh, Windsor, Pontefract. They've they, yeah, his horses are running well, yeah, they're, they're just running. not getting in front. I, I that wouldn't put me no, on the anyway. I don't think, think hasn't it? He does do well down at Newmarket, too, Tom Daskin, over the years. Yeah, if he likes to if he likes when he likes to bring it here, doesn't he? Yeah, well, that lauded you was talking about that, that was that was bought for a lot of money, wasn't it? After it's Haydock, yeah, uh, they really did like him a lot, yeah. Yeah. With it was, it July stakes today, class, or, that's got about seven, six or seven, I think. So, so if you were to summary, summary guys, what would you go for in this race? Um, yeah, I'm happy with Take Devious Company to hit the frame at, uh, yeah, around seven to one. I'm going to yeah. see what the best price as of time for recording. Eight is to now. one at Skybet. Um, you see. Eight to one, that's absolutely fine by me. It wouldn't be a race I'd be on absolutely mad on, but if you were to get involved, this would be yeah, uh, he'd definitely See? be my picky. Yeah, I like Seventh Kingdom. Um is there a reason Disori's not riding it and Egan is? Uh mm. I think he's retained jockey for yeah, so David um, Egan is, isn't it? The owner. Over the... Yeah, yeah, he is, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah. I'll stick with Seventh Kingdom. Yeah. Not confidently, just I just if it comes up soft, I think you I think you probably act better than most of them. Yeah. Again, not one for me. Not one for me to bet in, really. Do like, like Andy said, Devious Company. Um, I did quite like King's Inn, but it's questionable about the all-weather form, isn't it? So, we'll see yeah. how it goes. Uh, right. Well, let's move on, guys. Uh, we'll not go over to Ascot yet. We'll, we'll continue with this new market card and go and try and tackle this extremely competitive Bunbury Cup. Which will round off the oh, Newmarket July meeting. Right, so the last eight winners of this Bunbury Cup were actually rated between 89 and 101. Um, and nine out of the last ten winners carried at least nine stone to victory. This race has generally suited horses that are drawn in the higher numbers. Yeah. Uh, it's a huge betting race. Obviously, the public love betting in this race. It's been dominated by the top of the market by a trio of four-year-olds. And now we've seen over the last few days that Godhead has also come into that picture. Um, anything that really takes off fancy in this race, lads? Oh. Well, they all run against each other, don't they? So many times during the course of the year, it's it's a complete... I was, you know, when you look at the betting for these races, you always, you know, I always just look at Ripple for Ascot or Spanish City as well. He's always in these races. Never seems to win, does he? But... No, always second or third, but <laughs> I couldn't have him this time either. But raising sands, best. Sorry, if all these horses know each other, they did. You just wonder if all these horses know each other, like Spanish City, blown by wind, Vale of County, <laughs> yeah, it's like, all oh, right, mate. Yeah, Kaiser Sose, I think, had a nice bit of form. Mm. Good one, uh, sorry, Newmarket a few years ago in one of these big handicaps. 
Yeah. Generally been tried on the all weather in the last yeah, few seasons, yeah. hasn't it? Not, not without success either in some of it, but I'm just looking for a card sharp. Bloody hell. It's just. Um, Chris, do you know the record of three year olds by any chance? There's only one in the field, but he's the uh, one that's the taken the eye. Three year olds. Um, nothing in the last 12 years I can see. No three year olds. It's not Tom Free, is it? It would be, yeah. Um, he's the one that kind of draws my featherweight now. Um, he, he won a new market nursery on soft ground, not, not this course, the other new market now. Um, on soft ground beating um, where are we going now uh, he beat a horse called Milltown of um, Mick Channons who actually subsequently won a listed race uh, that corresponding November um, he then tried to, he ran into Horace Hill um, might have been just one race too many um, he was poor at Lingfield on his reappearance now but Ray Beckett's horses seemed to really need the run at the start of the year um, and then he came back second, beaten by Well of Wisdom, and he was probably unlucky not to win um, the last day at Sandown. Um, now, he, he's gone up in the weights, but he would have needed that to get in. Um, the ground should be fine. He's definitely trained on. He's very likely improving. Um, so he's the one that, that kind of caught yeah, like right well, down at the bottom of the weights there. Point out something else about the previous race at Newmarket. Mm. So eight stone six, you don't see that very often now, do you, in a handicap? Not really, no. No, not usually how compressed they are. Um, the other one that I did look at was Godhead of John Gosden's. Now, you're taking a bit of a leap of faith because all his form is on the all-weather. Um, well, how impressive has it been, though, really, Andy? See that, that, and that impressive winners cool. of those races. He has. Um, the interesting part, he's by, he's by Charm Spirit, who was a bit of a mud lover himself. His dam was... Um, was actually trained by David Simcock. It was, uh, see now, it was a mare called Hello Glory. Um, she was actually third in the Louder once upon a time in 2011. Yeah. So there's a fun fact for you. Um, it's really interesting that John Gosden has kept this four-year-old. Yeah. He kept him in. I totally agree, yeah. It does his quite a lot, doesn't he, with a, yeah. especially with a lightly race three or four-year-olds. It just, it's suddenly a bit from very, nowhere, don't they? And he's still a mentor as well. They haven't even gelded him. Um, so it just suggests to me that may, he's probably a very uncomplicated horse. He's probably he's probably thriving, um, but he does fall into the could be anything bracket. But looking at his pedigree, I I definitely would not rule him out on turf debut here, especially with a bit of cut in the ground. Yeah, agree with that. Um, Trump wants to really get heavily involved in. I don't feel it's one of those pin sticker races, really, isn't mm. it? Trump won a QE two on soft, didn't it? Uh, at the end of his career, a big night of thunder. Two more. It's going back a few years, but yeah, it's not easy at all. Um, I, I, I'd be happy to take my two each way, um, but it wouldn't be. I wouldn't be as confident as as the horses I put up earlier, like Hello Yum Zane. Um, as what Chris alluded to with the three-year-old record, I'd probably lean very slightly towards Godhead, um, because Gosden's just made a mockery of these type of handicaps so many times. Lord North coming to mind in the Cambridgeshire. Um, uh, Wizza Hicken as well in the Cambridgeshire. Um, you know, the, this is just... Uh, this this favourite of Richard Hannon's, Jim Crawley came off it and he couldn't stop smiling at Ascot. Mm. He really couldn't. He was so... He was so waxed. He was waxing lyrical about the horse. He really was. 
he could be one of those horses, like we said, a, a, a group horse in a handicap here. Mm. And he's rated a hundred. Well, he definitely has that ability. So. Yeah. Right I actually. I actually do like one at a price. It's it's only rated ninety two, so it doesn't follow any of the stats. Um, but I actually I actually do like Kimmy Five. Yeah, Bar Bill beats it. Hey, yeah. but I didn't think he was a twenty to one shot really. I thought he was rather unlucky behind um, you know, Jack's point the other month. Um he couldn't really get a clear run through that and then he went up to Haydock and was obviously behind um Barbill after that. Um, but this this horse ran in this race two years ago and was drawn on the other side and completely was about put it about three or four lengths in front of it on the other side of the course. It was just drawn, but it drawn wrong. But this year I feel he's drawn more in the centre. He can go towards the right side. And I think he handles this track. He handles the big field. And I think he's the decent option each way at twenty to one. Yeah, it's got a good chance. I like the back so I said again, Andy. I just said I'd never put you off one at that price. No, no, not at all. I, I just thought he was a bit of value there, really. Obviously, Kingscourt's on too, so we're all on the Kingscourt, man. <laughs> yeah, I like Sebaska personally. Um, he won the Silver, the Royal Hunt Cups, the Silver Cup. There's a lot of traffic that day. Weed through really well. There's, obviously, it was a bit of giving the ground as well, but it showed a good turn of speed. It was obviously on the right side of the track, but it's just... Struck me as a horse that's in good in good nick, you know. Yeah, the William Knight team could do not much wrong at the minute. You could pick one on each side, couldn't you? Well, a high drawn and a low drawn, and sort of hope for the best, but yeah. not be anywhere. But you're looking at the draw in the last few years; it has really tended to favour those ones that are drawn high. Yeah, that's great for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Coming from five so and nine. Just, just, just summarising that race, lads. What would you go? What, what are you, you having a play, or are you just tentatively going each way like me on Kimmy Five? I'll, I'll back to Basker, but I'll, um, I'll probably tell you with Kimmy Five. I, I did like it trying to hide up. Um, I'll Andy? take Godhead. Very tentative. Um, Tom Free. I'll, I'll leave him, but I'll, I'll take Godhead. Very, very small each way. I wouldn't be going mad here. Yeah. Right, cheers for that, lads. Uh, we're going to head over to Ascot now. Um, we're going to be heading over for the Summer Mile. Um, Summer Mile is this extremely competitive Group 2, and it has been in the last few six seasons. Beat the Bank was a, a repeated its victory last year when winning in 2018 and 2019. And in previous years, it's also another race where you've paid to be drawn low. Um we haven't seen a winner in double figure odds actually for the past ten years. Uh, sorry, from a double figure draw in the last ten years. Um, Mohatha is currently heading the top of the market, closely followed by Maria's Diamond, and then we've got Scardu with William Haggis is in there. Um, Mohatha actually really got no sort of run in that Queen Anne at Royal Ascot. And Maria's Diamond, I thought, went off at quite a pace really. Um, that was forty to one that day. That went off. Mm. Um, Likely to dictate again, obviously going off at short prices. But it's no surprise, it'd be no surprise to see that Tregoning horse of Mohatha reverse its places. It just couldn't get any run at, at all. Yeah. But if you're looking at the race, obviously the one that stands out to me is Lord Glitters, because he's probably the class horse in that field. But 
you have to be very tentative with him because he's been very unconvinced in those last few starts. What do you say about that, lad? I'm, well, I'm on, I'm on my half of early in the week. Uh, I think everyone saw the Queen Anne, didn't they? He got no yeah, yeah. no the run whatsoever. But what it was, even when it did get through the last furlong, it just it went through six or seven horses with consummate ease. I know that can ha- that can happen on the ice sometimes, can't it? When horses are sort of their races run, but he was only beaten like beaten about four or five lengths. I don't think he certainly would have won. I think he, yeah. I think there's a good chance he would have been a clear third, but he might have been close. I'm not too sure, but um, I think he'll get compensation Saturday. That was on a straight. That was on a straight track as well. It was around the bend, isn't it, on Saturday this week? Yeah, there was talk mm. about Mahatha going to the Guineas, um, won, but I don't think that happened. He won Obviously, the green. He got injured. He won the green, didn't he? Yeah, and he, then he wasn't seen again until like the QE two, I think it was. Mm. Yeah, he picked up an injury. Yeah, yeah. Blue glitters. He doesn't need any introduction, does he? His form around Ascot is well on the straight track. Is uh, second to none, isn't it? He's won a queen, yeah, numerous yeah. seven furlongs for mile handicaps. I'd probably be pretty gutted if he won, because I'm not on, but I may save on him on the day. Just... Yeah. I quite I think this race really revolves around Scardu, to be brutally honest. Um because just like Muhatar, he got no run at all in, in the in the uh, Queen Anne. And um, this is a horse that won the Craven Stakes as a three year old. Was he actually won the race on his side in the 2000 guineas and uh, when Magna Grisha and King of Change beat him? Did you think preservation uh, stamina wise a couple of years ago was it? Was that the same horse? Um, Scardu, yeah, I was actually just about to get to that. He could well be a seven furlong horse, mm. um, at, at this le- at the top level because you know he did win a Craven, he was holding on for dear life against Momkin, not really amazing form, really. Um, he Ran very well in the Irish Guineas, beaten three and a quarter by Phoenix of Spain before finishing only a length and a half behind Circus Maximus at uh, Ascot in the St. James's Palace. I, I do think that's probably the best form for me here. Yeah, that would say that. Yeah, even my Now, with, I think by the time he got to the celebration mile at Goodwood, when he was beaten two to one favourite behind Duke of Hazard. He might have just been over the top. Like you were getting a quite an experienced horse to run in a Craven, two classics, and it's St. James's Palace. Um, so that was his last run. Um, and he got no run in the Queen Anne. And he's the real potential group one horse in this lineup, I think. I know Lord Lord Glitters has won uh, group one. I think this could be the potential star in the lineup. I'm taking nothing away from Muhatar. Um again, he could fall in the seven furlong bracket, looking at the breeding by showcasing. Um but you know, Marie's Marie's diamond. I'd agree with you, Lance. He completely got the run of the race the last day. Avoided all the problems. Um, Duke of Hazard has a bit to prove. Stacky was second in the race last year, but that didn't look the best of renewals. I think you need to improve a on this one. And I couldn't really be given a chance to anything else. They took the blinkers off of Duke of Hazard, didn't they? He, he was caught. Yeah, he, was, he was caught wide in mm. between Anne. Like sort of come there. Free. I know the camera angle can be quite deceiving, can't it? But it looked like he was coming all of a sudden. He just fell away, but. They took the blinds off him this time. The other one I was looking at was San Donato of uh, Varians. It's an interesting match, mm. 10 to 1, but he, he won three. Been off the course for a long yeah, time. Yeah, he won it? three out of five as a juvenile, and he was off for a long while. Then he, he made his comeback in the French Guineas. Yeah, he'd be on Persian King. Mm. He finished third as well. It wasn't quite good form, but um, not seen since. Mm. On, uh, 
I'm just wondering whether he might need this one. Yeah, it's quite a big, like quite a strong comeback, isn't it? Not like a little listed race yeah. around somewhere, you know, he sort of chucks him right yeah. at the deep end again. Yeah, I do think that they believe that he is an Ascot horse. I, um, he could develop into, I think, I think they had an earmark for him to be a, a sprinter. Um, but actually, he's now turning up here over a mile. They've had a few reversals, mm. haven't they, recently? Pierre Lepin and a couple of others. Mm. Yeah, hasn't been easy for them. No that joy with that stable. Stable. They, they seem to be soft ground bridle horses, don't they? But... Yeah, yeah. Right, so to summarise that race, lads, um, what do we fancy? Steve, you're big on Mojave? I am, yeah, I'm already on. I'm still quite confident, yeah. I'm just hoping that they, yeah, they hope and they channel Scardu. I think he has one turn of pace or one turn of foot. Um, just hold on to him, hold on to him, hold on to him and just let him pounce. Um, although he is a horse that I would love to see in something like the Group 2 Joel Stakes at Newmarket at the end of the year or possibly something like that. Um, the Challenge Stakes, something like that. Group 2 over 7, maybe. I, I'm, I'm pretty sure he's a 7 furlong horse. I, I definitely back him one more time over a mile. Sitting on Lamato's tail, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, well, uh, thanks yeah, guys. for that, guys. Um, our last one that we're going to preview today, um, the mainly one, um, is one for the jumps racing lovers out there. It's tomorrow's summer plate at Market Raisin. Um, before I go into my spiel, because I've got one that I uh, quite like in this, um, has anybody got an opinion on this race? Not as strong as yours, Chris. I'll let you go, I'll let you go first. <laughs> I think Andy's got something to say about it, though, I think. Very, I'm only going to say a very small team because I'm going to let you... You're the expert at the jumps here. Um, summer jumps is not really my thing. I just thought that Potterman, who was a, a really, really good fifth in the Sodexo Gold Cup, and that form looked out, worked out quite well with Vindication winning. Regal Encore was a future winner. Black Horton ran really well at Kempton uh, subsequently. Um, I think the three furlongs less was suit because I, I, I'd say he tried to favourite in the run that day. He, he was tra- jumping really well to wait the third last and they got away from him. This is a dropping class in my opinion. Um, he would be my selection in the race, but that's all you're going to hear from me in this. I noticed that Potterman usually does come to hand quite early in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's, he, he, what you want him to do, you want him to jump in to improve just a little bit more. I think I think he could be quite sloppy at them. Um mm-hmm. But I do think he's got a good chance, really. I mean, I've, I'm quite big on one in this race, but I'll go through my spiel on this because um, it's quite a competitive one, this this one with 17 standing the ground. Um, deadly, as the years have gone on, more of these bigger trainers have been coming into this. Um, at the top of the market, we see Bags Groove and we've got Lock Dirt Spirit in there, San Benedetto, all quality horses on the day. Um, it's really interesting that Lockdown Spirit has moved from Nichols, uh, sorry, to Henderson two over to Nichols, and has had wind surgery and has a tongue tie first time on the that race. Um, I think the handicapper seems to have given him a bit of a better chance here too. Um, I'll go through some other ones in the race first because I actually think um, Copper West he's run here before um, and he's won, uh, but he was smacked with seven pounds after that. Um, and I don't think he's—I don't think he's got the best attitude. He likes to get the right just before the line, and doesn't find much off the bridle for me. Um, San Benedetto, as I mentioned before, he looked better than whenever than when fourth time, time last time out. He has to show the top weight. 
which could be a ploy for Nichols, I think, for Lockdurd Spirit here. Shove one in off top weight, so Lockdurd Spirit can have one off, uh, get in there off a lighter weight. Um, going back to that Bags Groove to um, Harry Fry, the trainer of that, he's got three in the race. Um, he's got Drumcliff, who's not won for two years. He's got Art of Payroll, he hasn't won for three years. Um, and he's an 11-year-old. Uh, but Bags Groove is returning from wind surgery. He does have an aura quality surrounding him, and he might just be able to take advantage of a six-pound lower mark. But I'm drawn, coming back to that horse again. I have to come back to Lock Dirt Spirit. I actually was really taken with this horse when it won at um, Ludlow last year. It was a front-running ride. Every every fence he was thrown at, every time he came up and, and really nailed every fence, foot perfect. Uh, and I think the, uh, the key thing for me here is the attitude of the horse. You stand him in good stead around a, tra- a tight track like this, like Market Rays, and you need a front-running ride, and you need something that can really, really attack its fences. And it's really good, sir. And I think last year, it was tried really high tried a really high race and this looks a great opportunity to get this horse winning again and mm. I know Nichols has said that he hasn't had it for long um, I do believe that they actually bought it to go hunter chasing um, in the spring um, oh, that's interesting. but actually I think that the racing stopped because of the heavy ground and also what happened um, but they thought that I think they brought him back in and they've targeted him since this and he's been ready he's ready to go um I think this is a fact-finding mission. I do think that, but I think he's got talent. And off 10 stone 13, when you've got horses above him that are cut shouldering this weight, I think he's got a solid, solid Yeah, he's got some very good formers he going back in the day as well. Yeah. And the Nichols team, they have started well. Um, I think it's a great, I think he's a great addition. You ran the Martin Pipe conditional, didn't you, not so long ago? We did, yeah. I'm just uh, I'm very sweet on the horse, and that's my uh, that's my spiel over. So I'll be back in Lockbird Spirit tomorrow. What do you What do you think, Solomon Gray, Chris? Uh, well, he's been really tried, and uh, he's been tried really high, highly actually. Mm. I do remember when he was um, he was battered by OK Corral, and he had finished way behind surname. He was really tried high, wasn't he? Yeah, just just he seems to have a lot of winners this time of year, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. And he'll probably be primed for it, you know what I mean? Because, you know, we're talking about Dan Skelton here and he's, he's looking nicely handicapped. And um, I think I think Harry Skelton's got a good ride in there. He's got like he's got a very lightweight team. I'm just looking at King's other one, Fidex. He's doing so well on the flat at the moment, isn't he, with the amount of winners he's having there. Yeah, Fidex is not for me. I think Fidex has got a bit of an attitude problem sometimes. I think he spits his dummy out. Um, I think he's probably going to come in. I think he's going to come in a lot better than what he was last year. Um, but I think I think the reason why Fidux is out is because of the ground. And that's simply it. Yeah, definitely. I see there's a bit of a a bit of a midweek move, a bag's groove. He was not five to one during the week, was he? Well, no, no. He was actually eight to one. He was eight yeah, to he's one. Yeah, five to one favourite. 463 days off the track, last seen getting smashed by Kalashnikov in the in the yeah manifestos. This this is a colossal drop. And Farah has the uh, McManus horse in the race as well, doesn't he? Drum kick. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But Bag, Bag's groove, he, I think he'll improve after this. It's a big time off that. I think he'll improve after this. I just wonder as Harry Fry doesn't he usually brings them over to Ireland. I wonder if like now he must be trying because 
I'm not saying he's not trying, but I'm, I, he must be fit. But I wouldn't be surprised if he popped up in the Galway play. No, I um, totally so, agree with that. Yeah, you could you could just keep an eye on him and see if there's if he gets an entry at Galway because yeah, keep an eye on the, Drumcliff too. Yeah, he was ex Anthony Howard, I think. So mm-hmm. he's he's back with Harry Fry now as well. Yeah, he did. He was still in Ireland. Yeah, but he, yeah, he so has to recapture some of that old form, really. Mm. Yeah, yeah. yeah Bags Grove, I'll definitely keep an eye on him. I will not be playing in this race, but it's a race you could definitely watch. Well, I'll just summarise in that race. We are back in Lock Dirk spirit. <laughs> I'm with you. Right. Um, I think we'll. Well, that brings us towards the end of our main input into the cards on Saturday and Friday. Is there anything else that any of us would like to highlight? Maybe from your tracker, maybe from anything that you'd like to mention. Steve, have you got anything? I did like Lahore in the sprint on Saturday, the five furlong race. Uh, Philip Bacon, Ryan Scott claiming three. Drop back to five on turf. It's two from two on turf over five. I don't think soft ground would be a problem either. If it rained, that was sort of one of the stabs I'm looking at, 12 to one. That's in the 350 race. Yeah, 350 at Ascot. It's got Rowan Scott on board. Yeah, I like the look of that. Um, I'm yeah, just with the Irish. Yeah, 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 just yeah, just with. Can you hear me, guys? Yeah, I just I thought I disconnected there. Sorry, and just with the Irish racing, um, ancient spirit who's had an absolutely fantastic season runs in the Meld Stakes. um, Oh yeah, Patrick Patrick Sarsfield up against him. That looks like a cracking race. He's been very impressive. Yeah, and one horse I will put up. at Leopardstown is the last race on Saturday to 5.45 to Tattersall's Ireland, Goresbridge, Breeze Up, Sale Handicap over seven furlongs. Uh, Dennis Hogan, who I know punters absolutely love, uh, is running Cyrus Dahlin, um and it's a big thing. Joey Sheridan takes the ride with an invaluable seven-pound claim. Um, ran quite well up in class the last day um, at the Curra. Um, all his best forms on soft ground. I live about 10 minutes from Leopardstown and it hasn't stopped raining, so that would be uh, much to his advantage. Um, I, I have no idea what price. You'd probably get about eight. Yeah, I have no idea, actually, looking at the prices there. Um, and I wouldn't be surprised if they absolutely lettered up in the betting. Yeah, uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Didn't he run at the beach? Didn't he run at Laytown? Cyrus Darwin? Um, so I, I, I might would, have run uh, beach, be yeah, definitely later, putting him yeah. up as one of my bets of the weekend. Mm. Mm. I think he may well have, yeah. Um, now he's still an improving six-year-old, um, but but the, this Joey Sheridan is so good that even when you see a seven-pound claimer, you can't usually take that off as official rating. With this jockey, you, I, you, yeah, maybe not take the no, full seven that. off, That's but you can definitely good, good, good really point consider there, it more. Like consider that it big baby bull, wasn't it? That was a race you, you had to win it there, didn't you? That race. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was him, yeah, and he was the stable mate. I was quite worried of, but this this looks perfect for him. Um, and I'd, I'd be really expecting him to go well. I am um, even the, a lot of the horses looking through this race. Um, Sir Jack Thomas, he's probably going to be quite up there in the betting. Parker's Hill, four-year-old, could be improver. Leadership race is a nice horse with Jerry Lyons. 
So there is a few unexposed uh, horses, um, that's which great. might hopefully make them right, guys. Uh, one uh, uh, thanks for wrapping that up well. for us. Uh, that brings us to the end of the first ever Understarters Orders podcast. We hope you enjoyed listening to this, um, and hopefully, we'll see you again next week. Thanks, lads. Cheers, guys. Have a good one. See you later. See you later.